go. Welcome to Scaredy Cast, everybody. Ryan. Yes. Uh, we don't have a Kelsey today. Correct. But we do have a Davy Death Ray. Dare I say a better Kelsey? Oh. I definitely not Kelsey. I like Kelsey with I a beard. I can confirm that. Yes, I have a beard. Yes, it's all true. <laughs> uh, Davy Death Ray, tell everybody what you do. So I. Gosh, what do I do? I talk about horror movies. I talk about physical media. Uh, really, my channel is just getting started, so it's in the infancy stages. But my wife and I have like over 500 records. We've got some special edition fun stuff that I look forward to showing off. I'm a collector. I like to collect unique pieces of art. So if I go to a convention, I mean, of course, this is you know manufactured but a lot of the stuff like when i go to a convention i'm like all right i want to find an artist that does something that no one else does or has created something that i can find so collector music fan film nerd all like your favorite piece that you found at a convention at a convention i think my favorite piece is i've got this mystery science theater poster it's like this turquoise color um i saw the artist at mad monster the night that i met you guys and picked up he did a, a dawn of the dead poster I believe. Um, and so I've got those in the background on my channel. So if you go to Davy Death Ray on YouTube, you can check that out. And uh, that's one of those pieces that I think he only made like 400 or 300 of those. I worked Wizard World Comic Con for a little bit and I found that when I was doing that, um, when I was working that job. So that's my favorite piece. Mystery Science Theater is my favorite television show of all time. I think it's the greatest concept. It's like comedic Dadaism, you take a bad film and turn it into something that everyone can enjoy by ripping Plus, apart. Like improv. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's like you kind of have to be a film nerd to get like a third of the jokes or half of the jokes. So mm. it's sort of a rewarding show to watch if you're a complete dork with nothing better to do with your time than watch movies that you like or don't like. I think Mystery Science Theater is like the reason why I'm so into crappy horror movies is because as a kid I remember... I think it must have been on Comedy Central, but yeah. it was like early 90s. I would just catch it on TV every once in a while, and I would just watch it, and I had no idea really what was going on, but I was like, I love this. Yeah. I wish I could, what are these movies, you know? Yeah, they, a lot of Roger Corman stuff, like yeah. a lot of public domain movies. So, low, you know, Corman would like hire actors and a crew and try to shoot like two movies in a week or two, or if he could. He was just crazy like that, so the quality is eh, but by somebody that's so famous because they produce so much. Right. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I kind of, I found it, I must have been in like sixth or seventh grade, so it was like 92, 93, sometime around there. Same kind of thing, just stumbled upon it, was like, what the heck is this? I think it was one of the first times I ever used the internet, because I <laughs> went to, I grew up in Juneau, Alaska, in Southeast Alaska, and I went to the local university library there. I got on a computer that was just black and orange screen and looked up MST3K FAQ because I knew nothing about the show and printed out like this 30-page document that there were that many nerds at that time that were like, this is how you build Crow, this is how you build Tom Servo, this is the origins of the show, like all that stuff. God. So <laughs> deep dive and then I started recording what? episodes. Yeah. That's nutty. Dude, yeah. did you build one? No. Oh. I'm not that skilled with my hands. How about it? <laughs> I don't believe you. Well, maybe I could with enough time. We'll see. Look, he's got some man hands. Dude, hold I play up. music. I can play music. Yeah, see. They're not. Yeah, yeah. If you're a musician, guarantee you got yeah. dexterity. I, I need practice to become a better craftsman, for sure. But, you, uh, yeah. you said you collect physical media. You collect VHS tapes? I don't have many VHS anymore. A lot of the VHS that I have now are tapes that I made for myself, so... I started recording a bunch of mystery science theaters. It played from one to three in the morning nice. in my hometown. There was like a summer where they did that. So I have tapes and tapes of those, but I think that's all I've got. Cause I just moved on to Blu-ray and all that kind of stuff. I, uh, fall on, I've, I've fallen on some hard times. And, uh, before I came here, hold my hand, please. Oh God. <laughs> what? I had to sell my horror VHS collection today. Wait, 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 hold on. You didn't just say like, I don't know, the stepfather collection. You said your horror collection. They're all gone. How many are we talking? Your entire bookshelf full of all of them? They're all gone. Dude. Why'd you stop holding my hand? Because I, yeah, I'm in disbelief. Yeah, I'm in suspense because I don't even know how big this collection is. Is this real life? Uh, it was like 50 VHS tapes, okay. but they were like, Original. they're good ones. Dude, like, you literally spent... Creep Show, Creep Show Two, Halloween Three, Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, you've been collecting these for literally years. Phantasm Two. Nice. Oh, oh dude. They're all gone. 
So are VHS kind of like the vinyl of the... Kind of. Yeah, I think so. Just they get worse every time you watch them. It was just like the other day, Pete Davidson, my favorite, he came out and said that he started collecting sealed VHS tapes. And it's like, well, now those are probably going to go up. Yeah. I mean, if it's sealed, it's a whole new ballgame. That's true. I don't have anything sealed. I have like... I'll have like two VHSs that are half sealed. Like the bottom is ripped out so you can get the VHS out. But it yeah. still has like the wrapper and like the battery. Remember like you used to get like coupons for Energizer batteries? Sure. Oh my God, yeah. yeah. I have a Batman Forever and a Robin Hood Prince of Thieves that are still partly sealed. Nice. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. Keeps the packaging all nice. I think I at my parents' house there's like a sealed Jazzercise collection. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, get that out. Dude, yeah. I'll that's, use it. That's probably the most common one, though. People order exercise tapes, and they're like, "That's going on this shit." Yeah, you know, never gonna do that, Jane Fonda. Yeah. You know what else my mom has? I used to watch the fuck out of it when I was a kid. Is this? It's a collection of like I don't remember the exact years, but it's like a Van Halen music video VHS. Yeah. So all of their singles and all their music videos, and like the first part of it's just all David Lee Roth. The second part's all the Sammy Hagar songs. And it's just like this long compilation of all of Van Halen's music videos. She still got it? Shit. That's a good question. Probably. Hell yeah. That was yeah. life. Life before YouTube. Right. And oh like, my God. Were you actually, you're like, I have to get the tape. It's the only way I'm going to see him. When it was like Saturday, it was like cleaning day, you know? We would just crank that shit up on the TV, just let the music videos play. I had I mean, the, only, yeah. uh, the only music video VHS I had was the Weird Al Yankovic. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Videos. Yeah. I used to like you actually said the way you uh, recorded Mystery Science Theater. Same thing. I I did that with like you know how this was just before my time. I did have a few cassettes, but I never like lived with them. CDs were like taken over. But you would make a mixtape. You know, you have to wait and record and all that. Well, we did that. Me and my sister during like summer vacations as kids at home. We would do that on uh, MTV when they were like actually played music. Yeah. All of our favorite, like, you know, Sub 41, like, ooh, start record on the VHS. And, like, we would get our own, like, mixtapes of music videos and shit. It was so cool. Dude, I needed, like, loving a song and then having to sit next to the radio all day waiting for it to go on so I could record it onto a cassette. I remember there was a song from Halloween 6 by this band called Brother Kane, and it was called Full Shine On. So it was, like... Only for that movie, and it was Halloween 6, so it wasn't yeah. like a big movie. Yeah. It was like by not a big band at all, so like they would play it maybe once a week. So it was just like by luck. I finally got it one time, and it was like 30 seconds into the song. and I love it. I was like so happy when I finally got it. Now I got Spotify. I can listen to it anytime I want. Yeah. yeah. We have Shazam. We have... Yeah, digital readouts that tell you it's playing on the radio now. Like it's, it's absurd. There, Spotify has like an AI DJ. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, I keep getting the pop up for it, and I'm too afraid to hit. Like, I, yeah, give it a shot. Like oh, I think God. it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I, like I was kind of surprised. I'm like, uh, I, I hate the real radio. I can't stay in the same, radio. Same. The town that I grew up in, you don't want to listen to the radio. It was it was dreadful. And now when I listen to the radio, I think it's absolute trash garbage. Yeah, I got into it's punk just ads. Like man. yeah, and my when I was in middle school, got into punk rock and was like, don't need any of that because yeah. I've already found the good shit right here. <laughs> He's out there, pirate radio station. He's like. Building it in a bunker somewhere. Well, I would stay up like on if we didn't have school on a Monday, I'd be like, sweet, I can watch 120 minutes on MTV because it wouldn't start until like 11 or 12 in Alaska. Uh, and so, shout out to Matt Pinfield, who's uh, like showed me some of my favorite bands I saw all Addie for the P. first time. Um, there's a great like Drain You performance by Nirvana that was from 120 minutes, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, you have to find it at the right time. The first time I heard Blink. I saw the Damn It video in the middle of the night on 120 Minutes. So, yeah. Hell yeah. Did I miss the 90s? Yeah. They're so great. Uh, my parents had a video store, and I got a Halloween 6 screener. And it was one of the tapes. It wasn't the same tape. I, like, eventually had, like, moved, lost it. But, like, I had just rebought it, and it was one of the ones that I sold today. And it was hard because, yeah. like... Dude, I'm like, sad. I yeah, love we, like we got not many people love life. it, but dude, I love Halloween Six because it was like, it was kind of like my intro in Halloween when I was a kid. It was like the first. Oh shit! You saw like, Six first? I did. Wow. Oh no, I saw, I saw one first, because I, I remember I wanted to see Six really bad, 
And my mom was like, let's watch the first one. And we're sitting in the living room. She turns around for a She's like, remember, just a movie. <laughs> like, and how old are you at this point? 14, 15? Like, I mean, I was like 12, maybe like okay. 12 or 13. Okay. But like, I'm like, yeah, I know it's cool. But oh my God, no way, dude. Yeah. No uh, way, dude. But you went to age 45, right? The, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Age 45 is like a horror convention, but it's just Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't it, know it was a celebration of like the whole. Fr- so, I mean, it's centered around the 45th anniversary of the first movie, but it was the whole franchise. Mm-hmm. So there were like 20 or 30 alumni there. Mm-hmm. Like all the all the guys that played like Little Kid Myers, even the guy that played Little Kid Myers in part four when Jamie has like that um, hallucination or whatever, like she thinks she sees him in the mirror. Like that guy was there. Um, the original yeah, yeah, yeah. Judith. And the original Michael were there, only in one scene in the whole franchise, and they're there. It was really cool. And, of uh, course, I mean, the whole, it was, got to meet Anthony Michael Hall, got to meet Rowan Campbell. And then um, John Carpenter showed up. John Carpenter. What? Yeah, he like, showed up on Sunday or something, I think. He showed up at the very end of the day. Um, they announced, like, they let us know on Saturday that he was going to come by for a Q&A. And, but he didn't do any signings. I saw people got pictures with him, like, right before he came because it looks like he walked up to like Nick Castle's booth while he was signing stuff yeah. so some people right at the tail end you know got to see him he was hilarious I mean no, he's yeah. just doesn't take it too seriously yeah he was a super nice dude uh, everything's bullshit you yeah. know and they're like well, what was all that about he's like I don't know it was bullshit I didn't get a check for that yeah he just wants to sit at home and smoke weed and play video games now that's what it sounds like but I'm okay with that because yeah. music's fucking killer yeah. so I'm like just sit at home and make music because his shit is awesome yeah, I got all destiny and what he plays destiny a lot oh I my heard. god yeah, yeah he's a big like modern gamer I have a question for you because based on your attire and the fact that we're talking about Halloween I'm gonna assume that you like Halloween I love it. That would be my one. That oh, I mean, that's my franchise. One, four, that's four, my four. franchise. Easy. Okay. And it, I understand that. So I would say this, like, Friday the 13th is my wife's favorite. Mm-hmm. And I think that Friday the 13th is more fun. Like, I can watch any movie in that franchise and, like, have fun with it, even the shitty ones. But with Michael, it, like, feels personal. And so the bad ones hurt me. <laughs> so this is, I was gonna say, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so, that's how it is. Yeah. What you love. You it's just, like Predator movies. Yeah. We were talking before yeah. we fought. It was like, dude, that's like my thing. And every one I watch, I'm going to see it. Yeah. I have to. You know, they break a new Predator movie. I'm going to be there, probably reluctantly. Then I'm going to watch Predator die in some stupid way, get really pissed off about it, yeah. and wait for the next one. There's someday you're going to get your Predator movie. You're going to love. Manifest. Someday you're going to get the Predator dude. who just wins, and he's like, He's like King Conan at the end. He just sits on a throne. And he's like, "What's not here?" They show that at the beginning of all the movies. They're like, "Look at how cool the predators are." Yeah, now let's kill them. Kill them. fucking. Thank you. Here they are in Mayan temple. Here's what I want. Here's what I want. The dream predator movie would be following them around and like subtitles only, right? Because they they talk in their own like clicky, liney language thing. Yeah. So like, I want either I want like think Avatar, the blue people thing. But with predators, <laughs> not the anime, not the not the, yeah, not the yeah. yeah. Just want to clarify. <laughs> uh, but think like Avatar, except what is what's the place called? I forgot. Um, Pandora. Pandora. Think Pandora is like home to all the predators, though, right? Oh, okay. think of it like because there's like whole canon and lore and all that. I'm saying go to that. So you just want predators. Predators are like no human. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, like think like just like replace. you want what I want a Transformers movie. Like just put us on Cybertron. Just have us have Transformers. It's the yeah. easiest thing to do. Instead, what the hell are they doing? Yeah, putting people in. Instead there. of always coming to our world, let's go to theirs, where every character is uh, a predator or a you know yout job or whatever that's what they call them. What if the third Avatar movie is the predators killing all the blue people? Oh, <laughs> I uh, I would. Probably sell my car. They're both to Disney. See that movie. Yeah, again. James Cameron. If you're listening, mm-hmm. we want some. Get on it. Oh, that's the that. thing. I want. I want like some crazy cinematics and him doing like taking down giant monster, you know, creatures. Like okay, I want like a whole world, like a whole Star Wars kind of world that they live yeah. In. Like okay. I mean, a manager creatures we haven't seen before. Yeah, because okay. it's always like, like the story for them is always like in the background. Like, you know, okay, Predator One. He's down there killing a bunch of Marines, mm-hmm. a bunch of our boys. And then you're like, okay, I now have to hate the Predator, right? The reason why he's there is to, like, take on the biggest pre- or the biggest Predator there. So, like, these are Americans, big dudes with guns, and they're strong and all that. So that's why he's killing them, right? But you don't even know that that's, like, the plot is him trying to be, like, 
a test run to see if he's like a good, you know, he's got to prove himself, right? Gotcha. So like, why don't we just go to their planet where like the whole story is like the proving grounds thing, but they got to take out. Did like, they do that? Like, didn't we go to their planet and one of them? The one with Adrian Brody. But yes, but it was still focused on the entire team of people. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that planet was na- actually not the Predator's planet. It was just like a game, uh, like, what do you call like? It was like, an, oh, like yeah. a game where then. Yeah, reserve. Exactly. Yeah, yeah like okay. gamers. So okay. the whole planet was the place because you notice they drop humans off, then the predators come and get dropped off. It's just like a testing ground. Like, yeah, you go to that planet. That's the big fuck off forest. You uh, have fun. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm gonna swing it back to Halloween real quick <laughs> because they dropped the news today that yeah. Miramax bought the TV rights to Halloween. Okay. They're gonna turn it into a TV show now. That's gonna mm-hmm. also spin into it's gonna be a whole a cinematic, cinematic universe. So it's totally retelling. We're starting over. Who knows? I don't know. The last rumor I read was that uh, they want to make the TV series based off season of a witch. Huh. So it so Miramax got just the TV rights, and who got the film rights? Miramax owns Miramax has the TV rights and half. The film rights. Gotcha. And with Trankus. Uh, yeah, and Trankus has the other half. Okay. So, yeah. So basically, Miramax has the film and TV now. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Thoughts? Yeah. I, I love it that if, if they do it, if they do a season of the Witch TV show. Yeah. Oh my God. I think that would be a good way to go. I don't like when I first saw the first season of Stranger Things, I was like, well, this is a Halloween 3 ripoff. It's like, like a me, I was like, this is like the Goonies meets Halloween 3. Yeah, like, exactly. Instead of Chalice being the doctor that's a drunk that's trying to figure out his shit, you've got whatever David Harbour's character is. I can't even remember. Because after the second season, I stopped watching it because they basically did a retelling of the first season. And I hate when TV shows do yeah. that. But anyways, the music, just the tone and everything. I, I was like, yeah, and you got that mysterious sense of foreboding, which I think Halloween 3 is all about that. Like, you just get these breadcrumbs, and you know that something serious is going on, but you're finding out at the same time as Dr. Chalice. Yeah. So it's really cool to experience it through him. I, I think that would be awesome as a TV show. Even just a follow-up. Like, I was thinking, what if they did something that's called, like, Halloween Legacy, and we get some, like, kind of, like, what one-off, uh, like, what-if sort of scenarios. So you do a follow-up to Season of the Witch, or we get, like, a legacy, maybe a season that's just, like, a legacy sequel to H4 that's like Daniel Harris comes back. Yeah. And it's like, what's been going on since then? Right. Um, any dead end or like miscue in the series, like you could do a follow up to H2O and bring Josh Hartnett back. Like, oh, man. you know, you, my, they, they love undoing the stuff that they've done in Halloween. So Ooh. to me, logically, it's like, why not go there? But who knows? Yeah. Feeling too risky. Before Halloween 2018 came along, my like dream sequel was Paul Rudd from Halloween 6 and Josh Hartnett from H2O teamed up like the Winchester brothers in Supernatural and they were hunting Michael Myers. Oh, That'd be cool. Oh, man. There would be so comedy. Hard. There'd be like the comedic relief. There'd be... It'd have, every, it'd have Paul Rudd and Josh Hartnett. Hot boys. Hot boys. It's too bad that he, like, I don't know what his problem is. Maybe he had a tough time on set, but he just, like, disavows that movie. Who? It, Paul Rudd. I don't know. I like Curse. It. Curse. He just, yeah. he's like, every time he's asked about it, he was like, oh, I was in Halloween something. Like, yeah, like he doesn't. I thought he was going to come back for one of the newer ones. They asked him to come back for kills. I think he was doing like Ant-Man or something. Yeah, like you can't now. come back to do that role, that yeah. Tommy role. Like yeah. how long does that take? Well, I mean. <laughs> I'm, I'm calling out Paul Rudd as what's happening. Because I've, I've, li- I've heard him talk about it in interviews and I'm just sort of like, dude, and he doesn't go to any conventions. Never see him in a horror cr- convention, right? You see him as Ant-Man. That's it. But I tell you what, Paul, if you came out to a horror convention, if you did Mad Monster, if he'd gone, if if he goes to H50, he'll have one of the longest lines out there. And people will want him to sign Tommy Doyle stuff. Because the great thing about horror fandom is, yeah, yeah, people might talk shit on the keyboard and all that stuff, but they all love these movies. Even the ones they hate, they still love everyone that was a part of it. Like, you didn't get... The people that were part of Halloween 5, they didn't get to write the damn story. <laughs> I saw this man on Instagram standing with the, uh, I forget his name. Dave McRae? Corey. <laughs> and like, I forgot, I forgot what my comment was on Instagram. I was like, 
<laughs> oh, with Bowen? <laughs> yeah. So the whole reason I was bringing up your attire and how I was wondering what that comment was. I just wanted yeah. to know what, what you felt about the latest movie because of how he feels about it. So I just wanted to see if you guys were the same on that. So I really like Halloween Ends a lot. I okay. would put it as one of my favorite sequels in the series. Um, I think right now it's ranked third. I've got the original 2018 and Halloween Ends. And when I was doing my ranking, I took it really seriously, and I thought, like, <laughs> this is what I take seriously in my life. Oh, my <laughs> wife's going to watch this and be like, I wish you took other stuff seriously, like your money, dumbass. <laughs> but no, I thought about it really seriously, and I'm like, man, am I doing a disservice to, like, the original Halloween 2? Like, you know, I, and I was like, well, but in the original Halloween 2, like, if I'm going to scrutinize Halloween 2 as much as I'm going to scrutinize, like, kills and ends, then Halloween 2 is going to slide back. Because Jamie Lee Curtis is hardly in it. It's kind of a, a lot of it, you're sort of waiting for stuff to happen. Um, you know, Loomis is great, but he just kind of shows up in the last act, pretty much. It's got Lance Guest. It, and Lance Guest is great, and I love Leo Rossi. He's hilarious. It's got really fun characters. It feels more like Friday the 13th to me than Halloween. Oh. So I really, I really like ends for a few reasons. One of them is, like, we all knew what was coming. Everyone that likes Halloween knew that there was going to be this character called Corey Cunningham. All right, hold on. He was going to... I'm going to give you a challenge. Okay. <clears throat> Try to make me like Halloween ends. Okay. So give me some explanations. Yeah. Try to fill in something I'm maybe missing. So we all knew that this was coming, right? So we knew that Michael was going to share the spotlight with another character. I had no idea. Because, I, I mean, I didn't even watch... Like big spoilers. I'm talking just stuff that David Gordon Green, like press release stuff that came out before the film. I didn't look so at stuff anything, that was sanctioned by. I don't look at anything except for like a TV Wait, trailer. And you didn't hear anyone even mention that there was going to be this character that would play no a big role. Idea. Wow. Because it was all totally over. forgot that David Gordon Green. What was the movie we we're just talking about? The Exorcist. Exorcist. That's why. Yeah. Okay. Same thing. I so, had no idea. I thought it was like, oh, cool. Okay, Lori and Michael, we're going to show it down. We're going to get to it. Let's go. Yeah. And then the movie starts with this dude babysitting. I'm like, oh, man, Michael Myers going to come along and get this dude. Yeah. Oh. And then, like, immediately, the first thing in me, the movie started off. God, here I go again. Anyways, the movie starts off. Everybody's outside trick-or-treating, having a good time. Yeah. And I'm like, this is a year later, and Michael Myers is still on the loose. Yeah. And they're just letting the kids run around trick or treat as normal again. Yeah, they feel pretty safe that they haven't seen him for a little bit, I guess. Yeah. And then you know, it just kind of. So with that movie, was the first half really like slow, then the last half was like where everything happened for ends? Yeah. No, I mean, I think it's all. I think his Halloween movies are pretty even as far as oh, okay. like because that's how when stuff is happening. But I, I there's definitely character development that goes on. I mean, I think. So to try to get you to like Halloween yeah. ends, right. how, we had like twelve Michael Myers movies up to that point. And what's the very first complaint people have about Halloween Ends? They're like, Michael's sidelined in his own movie. It's called Halloween Ends. And I'm like, we've had 12 other ones. We've had 12. And Michael still gets some awesome action in this film. And at the same time, when he kills that redheaded nurse and throws her up against the wall and stabs her right into it, it actually makes sense more than the original Bob stabbing. So he, he like jacks up this nurse, right? Yeah. Ooh. But Corey can just like take his mask. Sure, because he lets him. Okay, yes. I think I, I think, think. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you're see the the biggest problem you have is Michael's Michael. Yeah, and then he's just giving everything away to like some kid, like in Grand yeah, Torino. Michael's not going to be friends with anybody. Like we've had, oh, like you true. said, we've had twelve movies. When is Michael Myers been like, oh hey, you're cool. Unless and it, you're all right, make it like the somebody. baby in 2018. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah, like make it somebody that like he might know personally or something that has to tie with his story. But just being like, I met this kid, he seems cool. So, yeah, I mean, I think I think what the story is trying to show there in ends is that, you know, what happens to Corey at the beginning when he's babysitting, paints him. You know, the town thinks he's some pariah. He's a killer. He's this terrible person. And, you know, people were, like, almost running him over when he's crossing the street. It happens multiple times, it seems like, in that movie. Never happened to me, thank <laughs> God. Uh, but, yeah, I think that there's something about that whole idea that Haddonfield is a place that, like, breeds something that's, like, unsettling and that can turn people bad. And I think there's something about Michael. There's, a, like, a transference, you know, the 
when Lori's writing her book, she's talking about evil, you know, changing shape. Right. And the only thing that really doesn't make sense with that is Michael does end up coming back and be like, no, I do want my mask back. Like, thanks for getting me back in the game, kid. It's like a Rocky Five situation where, you know, Tommy Gunn has to fight Rocky. <laughs> Corey's Tommy Gunn? Kind of. Oh, my God. I never looked at it that way. But and I, I think I, you like, did it. Yeah. If I look at it like that. Yeah. I love Rocky and, Five. And it's and I think, like, so I understand why people don't like ends. I'm, I'm not one of those defenders. Like, I'm the kind of person where I, I look at nuanced opinions, and I don't if you don't like something I like, like, it's no big deal. Like, yeah. we don't have to personally attack each other like people like to do on the you know on the internet but when you talk to somebody face to face people aren't like oh you're fucking this or that like mm-hmm. we just don't do that yeah and so i think with ends it's like if you don't like the story i totally get it the film is still a beautifully shot film it's got arguably the greatest soundtrack of all those halloween movies especially the david gordon green i think the soundtrack's awesome i think all the performances are really great rowan's awesome as Corey. Um, Andy Matichak puts in her best performance as Allison in that film. Yeah, Easily I her mean, best in this trilogy. I love 2018. Yeah. I liked Halloween Kills. Yeah. I think the only thing, my thing with Halloween Kills is like the couple instances where like Michael Myers turns into John Wick. Oh, big time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. It was the what, the like the moment that kind of like flipped me on it was whenever like the girl guy has the gun and she's walking up and like, Michael uh-huh. Myers kicks the car door to makes her shoot herself, and, yeah. the, and I'm like, mm. I think that's just one of those like. But every horror movie's got like some gag kill, yeah. you know, that's just sort of like makes you laugh. It like, kind of cuts the tension. Yeah. Yeah. At first, I was like, "What the hell just happened?" <laughs> like, I, I don't know, man. I was laughing my ass off when Michael Myers took on like six burly firefighters yeah. by himself. Well, and, and it was I, just like straight up just like taekwondo shit it was ridiculous if you but if you want like i just rewatched those like right when we came back from age 45 i was like i have to rewatch these Mm -hmm. they do you know you can tell it's james jude courtney doing those stunts because he is an older guy and they they like they could have hired a young stuntman to be like slick michael but you notice there's like the one where he like stabs the person with like the halogen thing and he sort of like bends in this like old guy kind of way he doesn't act like yes he is taking them down without much of a fight. But there is a little bit of, like, I, I appreciate the fact that they were like, we're going to hire a 61-year-old guy to play Michael so, Myers. For I appreciate movie. That's a cool detail. I did not know that, like, that he did, like, all the I'm pretty sure that's him there because it looks like an older guy. Okay, yeah. But either way, like, I, uh, that's cool, like, you know, detail. However, it's like knowing him as this, like, slow, foreboding character to all of a sudden you see him, like, unnaturally fast, like, Blocking an axe while kicking a guy in the head, and he does a bicycle kick, and it's just like, <laughs> well, some of that's in the editing too. True, but it makes it look like so like fast and unhuman, even for him. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's like seeing him as this like big slow kick. It'd be like if Godzilla was moving super fast. You'd be like, whoa, you're giant, and you have to take giant like big swings. Sure. So now it's like if you're just like, it'd be like, whoa, this is not right. And to me, it kind of was jarring being like he walks out of the fiery house just all slow. And then it was just like, whoa, blah, blah, blah. and it was like, whoa. These people don't put much, they don't put up much of a fight. They just kind of like stare and wait for him to like, okay, stab me in the face. Like the only guy that really gives a fight is the guy with the saw. True. It's like, I'm going to get you. And Michael's like, somehow I'm going to turn this around. And but that explained you. like the 30 townspeople surrounding him. And yeah, somehow, that Aww. must have been a reshoot, right? It Wasn't like, like, a, didn't like a lady have an iron in that? Like, <laughs> I think so. Yeah. There's something. There was somebody who said like a weird household appliance. Yeah. Where it was like, so I have a question. Does that mean if Michael Myers, he's basically immortal? Basically. I mean, yeah, I guess they ground him up in Halloween Ends. That's the only way to really That's the, the only thing that I think would have saved Halloween Ends at that part is, is if he grabbed Jamie Lee Curtis and pulled her in with him. I thought she was just going to jump in of her own accord. I was like, she's going to like end. Like, my life's done. I she's going to be like, I have to go with him. That's oh what I was hoping God. that they would both die. Yeah. Like, That's what I have wanted. the villain without the hero. and ba- or Something like that, that there's just got to be some balance there. Or uh, the other thing I was really hoping for was at the very, very end when there's the knock, when uh, Lori's at home and there's the knock at the door and it turns out to be like the sheriff dude and he's just there to flirt some more. Yeah, I was hoping it was gonna be like somebody from a different horror like franchise. Oh, like who came and found Laura was like, hey, I... Ghostface. No, not a Ghostface, but maybe like Sydney. Like, gotcha. Oh, or like okay. so still in the yeah, yeah, like or uh, Alice, like Tommy Jarvis or somebody who's oh, like, it. are you Laurie Strode? I could use your help. That yeah, like, that something like cool. that. Then yeah, like, oh shit, we're gonna get Laurie. 
it was teaming up with this to go fight. Yeah, like oh, I would love good. to see something like that. I, I think the, the team up movie rather than a versus would be really cool. Yeah, because they're, they're I'm so sick of versus. I'm over it. But like you were saying uh, before with the GI Joe Transformers, mm. where it's like that little nod at the end that you're like, oh okay, that'd be pretty yeah. cool. Like yeah, like, I, I don't like the Transformers movies, but wait, you're gonna cross over with GI Joe? Yeah, like let's have two right. heroes. Yeah, like, let's have two. You know, um, crazy. So do you think does that mean that the power of, of Michael Myers is in his mask? It seems like the mask definitely has something, like there's something going on because in yeah. Kills, he really, like it comes off multiple times in Kills and or uh, even, um, what's her face, Lindsay, kind of pulls it off a little bit and his very first thing is, I have to put this thing back on. So I think there's something going on with his mask that he yeah, feels. Yeah, it happens like it and ends him. too, I think, when, when they finally take it off of him. Yeah, yeah, he wants it back on. It's like- he kills Corey basically to get it back. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's gotta be, right? Because that's how the mask would keep going, and whoever puts it on becomes that, like, basically yeah. unfillable. Well, I mean, like, Halloween ends ends with, like, you see the mask on the table at Lori's house. Yeah. So, I don't know. They should have ended it with the breathing instead of, uh, what, the Rocket from the Crypt song? What's that called? The I'm totally brain farting. Me too. Uh, Halloween uh, ends? Don't Fear the Reaper. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Blue yeah. Blue Oyster Cult. Why have Yeah, uh... <laughs> Yeah, it was. It's. I got it like in uh, early two thousands. I was uh, trying my best to be a filmmaker, and I was making a short film. And there was like a casting place here in Arizona, and like I gave them like my info, and they put out like a casting notice, and I started getting some emails from actors. And I got one from this guy. He's like a friend of mine now. I still talk to him. Um, his name's Tom Proctor, and I look at his like film his resume. It says Halloween: The Curse of Michael Myers, trucker. And I was like, "See the guy that gets his neck twisted." Yeah, uh, that's uh, like that's I an emailed awesome him kill. right away. I was like, uh, "Hey, just got your resume. Like, you want to be in my short film?" He's like, "Yeah, really interested. Like, just doing some acting things out here in Arizona stuff." I'm like, "But dude, you were in Halloween. Yeah, <laughs> six. You don't want to be in my movie though." But the funny thing is, like, he's like that guy now that you see. He's in everything, but you like he's like you see like he's in Guardians of the Galaxy. Gotcha. Westworld. Uh, he was like an escape plan. Like he's wow. in like all these movies and TV shows now. He was in uh, Justified and stuff. But he's like, he's like that guy now that you see in a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. But and he'll always he'll like he'll tell me he's like, dude, I'm in Guardians of the Galaxy. I was in Swamp Thing. Like I'm in this and this. But everybody only comes to talk to him about Halloween Six. So I'm like, dude, yeah. it's because like loyal fans. Man. It's just like you could get that. It's just like the dude who played. The first Jason, like as a kid, yeah, he still does that. Like, yeah. you just got to get that one horror movie, yeah, and you're like set. Like, you yeah. go to conventions the rest of your life. That's why I would love for Paul Rudd to come back. You know, come back to Halloween. I bet you anything, like if, if, if Ant Man never happened, he'd probably be there. I just, I think it would be a cool move to do, despite it. Like, I think it would be because he seems like a pretty down to earth guy. I watched him on Hot Ones, yeah. You know? <laughs> And I'm just like, dude, if you just knew the amount of love that you would get, no one would come up and give you a hard time. Like, even though you talk like some weird Orson Welles character in <laughs> Curse. I, like, I, you know, I love, like, I, I'm with you, Tony. Like, I really, I like a lot that Curse has to offer. Yeah. Um, especially, I think, if you put together the producer's cut and the theatrical cut and have the best of both worlds, because the mm -hmm. producer's cut has these really great long tracking shots at the university and at the Strode house that the regular version doesn't have that just makes it feel a little more like the first movie. Mm. It has like probably the worst soundtrack of all the movies too. Mm. The, <laughs> especially the theatrical cut. There's like this, uh, just all this weird. Yeah. There's like this, uh, there's like the series in the operating room killing people, but like the music is just like offbeat drums. It's like, like it's just yeah. somebody smashing the like, instruments together. They just someone got a new synth. And yeah, just like super stoked yeah. to try it out. Well, and that I think they tried to modernize it too. They're like, we're gonna be badass, like um, '95 metal, you know. And it's just like, eh, you don't. You, it doesn't age. It's not very timeless. The producer's cut has like a regular score. Oh, okay. and that's one of the reasons why I really like it. It doesn't have as much gore uh, with Tom Proctor's yeah. kill. They don't twist the neck as far. Right. Um, mm -hmm. uh, what's his face's head doesn't explode in the basement John Strode the biggest asshole ever like one of the funniest most cruel characters ever I, I love how badass he is he's just such a prick <laughs> he's such a prick yeah go ahead Deborah. 
why don't you give her all our goddamn money? Like, <laughs> dude. What a fucking prick. Your grandson's about to kill you, dude. And like, and then there, there's some weird thing going on with his daughter where he's like, my baby girl, she's not my baby anymore. And it's like, did something happen there that they're kind of letting on that they don't want to push too far into? Oh my God. Because he's a genuine creep, dude. So like, that came out in the early 90s. Uh, in Search of Darkness is doing... Another, like they did all these, they did three documentaries about movies from the 80s, and now they're going to move into the 90s. And they're going to do their first ones about movies from 90 to 94. So, like, do you guys have like one that you would pick from that era mm. to watch again? Maybe one oh. you haven't seen since. Like, dude, there's so many. I can't just pick one. Do I have yeah. to just pick one? Yeah, one or two. Oh. Pick ones that like you guys want to one you want to watch again. Yeah, ones you haven't seen since maybe. Mm. Like I got like obviously there's like tremors or Silence of the Lambs or things like that, but I've yeah. seen those like so many times. Yeah. But like I was thinking last night of one that I haven't seen since then. Oh, I see. Okay. And it's called The Good Son. Oh shit. Y'all see The Good Son? Yeah. No. That movie's hardcore. Dude, dude. The no. Good Son is with Macaulay Culkin okay. and Elijah Wood. Check. And oh, really? Elijah Wood is like, I forget, he's like a friend of the family or like a cousin or something, but he goes to stay at their place and Macaulay Culkin's a kid. And at first, they're like friends, but it turns out Macaulay Culkin is a dick. Like, he w is trying to murder his sister. He's a total sociopath. He's, yeah, he's trying to he's murder like everybody. all this shit. Like, he is a genuine creep. Like, you, Home Alone, but with... Home Alone you know, meets uh, the omen. Yeah. Oh, Home alone Home alone Home alone <laughs> There's a part where, like... That's a new hashtag. Like, in the treehouse, they get a little argument, and Elijah Wood starts, like, climbing down, and, like, Macaulay Kong, like, looks down and goes, Hey! And, like, Elijah Wood looks up, and Macaulay Kong goes, Don't fuck with me. <laughs> yeah. I'm like... 10 <laughs> yeah it's i remember one scene so I, insane dude, yeah it is insane it's this whole like yeah you think everything's fine and then he just yeah macaulay culkin plays that creep yeah so well and he i remember one scene like i saw that when it came out i don't even know when that was but i was just a kid and there's the scene where they throw like the straw man like off the overpass oh yeah i was like a, a catastrophic car accident yeah like on the freeway or highway or whatever like bad and he's just basically like he, I think he puts it all on Elijah Wood. He tries to make it sound like it's like a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, feature length. It's almost like the origins of a of a serial. They're out. Uh, I, they're out ice skating, and there's like the thin ice area that's tarped off. They're like like don't go out there. It's thin ice. Like he just swings his sister into it. <laughs> like spins it. Like clotheslines her into this thin ice. Damn. Like he tries to like murder the mom. And dude, it has that like classic scenario at the end where they're both dangling off a cliff and the mom has like Elijah Wood and one like holding on Elijah with one and Macaulay Kong with the other one she can't pull him up she's gotta pick she's gotta pick which one's gonna drop so I'm, a, I'm assuming she drops Macaulay yeah he's like sitting there he's like mom mom I love you <laughs> she's like she's like a murderer <laughs> Yeah, we need oh one less politician, future politician <laughs> in the world that's going to drop here. Wait, yeah, Home Aloman. Home Aloman, that's so good. I uh, found something out last night, and I'm kicking myself because I didn't know. What? All Hallows Eve 1 and 2. No, sorry, just the first one. Yeah. Has Art the Clown. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Terrifier movies start, but there's no other characters besides Art that, like, are, it's like, there's no reason for it to not be canon. Right. But I didn't know that. And now I have to watch out Hallow's Eve. Because I was like, is that Art the Clown? And I looked at it and it was like, something so that, you know, terrorized by Art the Clown. And I was like. Yeah, it's like getting a feature on a album before getting your own dude, full length. this but, whole yeah. time I was I was like, are you kidding me? And I didn't, you know, I thought Terrifier 1 legitimately was like the first, you know, the big thing. But I just found that out. And was I like, haven't Damn. seen any of those. Oh, really? Because I'm like, can I handle that? Because I, like, I go to horror for so many things, but, like, lingering on, like, you know, scooping brains out of a head or something. I'm just like... So, like, you're not a gore guy. You're, like, a good kill. If, so, I, so, I'm, like, a huge Evil Dead fan. So, gore, <laughs> there's tons of gore in that, but it's, like, fantastical and, like, almost over the top. Yeah. Uh, Dead Alive. Uh, okay. Another, like, that's an early that's 90s. A, 90s, 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 90s. Yeah. It's, like, 91. That's my... 
favorite thing from New Zealand. My second favorite thing from New Zealand is a band called The Beths. Oh, I thought you were going to say Flight of the Concords. They're really fun, too, but okay. The Beths are one of the be- I just found out about them. They're one of the best bands I've heard in, like, the last couple decades. They're fucking awesome. Is Dead Alive, like, your early 90s choice? I, you know, I would say it has been a while. I tried putting it on the other night, and my wife was like, oh, my God. Once the ear falls in the pudding, the custard, she's, uh, she's like, I don't know if I can watch this. So we turned it off, but... The first time I saw that, I had uh, graduated from eighth grade or promoted from eighth grade, and a girl in my class, uh, actually there were twins, Paige and Lisa Mitchell, had like a graduation party at their house. We rented Dead Alive, Mm. and we put that on, and I think it was Lisa that ended up running to the bathroom to throw up. Dang. After, once the dog's getting pulled out of the mom's mouth, she like ran to the bathroom and it sounded like she was. Yeah. That's so that's gross. the kind of movie. So that's the kind of gore I can get down with because it's so over the top. Yeah. It's like, you know, but with Terrifier, I'm like, I, I could probably watch it by myself. You know? How'd you feel about The Thing? That's a really, I love that's a thing. body horror yeah. and splatter fest. I think the the thing, uh, Zeke and I were talking about that earlier. It's I, probably the greatest creature feature of all time. That's you know? bold, but I, I'm not going to fight it. Because it's, it's got everything. It's so good. It's like reminiscent of like that, um, you know, 50s, 60s, kind of like Tremors is really similar to like the 50s, 60s, Roger Corman, like, you know, driving mm-hmm. kind of pictures, double oh. feature kind of stuff. But the thing just has, what is, is it John Dykstra that did the effects for that? Or Rob Bottin, Rob Bottin, right? He did the effects for that. He just, I mean, the special effects, effects, effects are just gnarly in that movie. Oh, yeah. And the mystery, like the paranoia, um, I think that's one of the the what really makes the movie yeah, work. Yeah, because you have no idea, and then like even the dogs get like infected. And yeah, through chain link fence, like you're, and it's like that unknown, like what is this and what is it capable of? Yeah, and now it's like maybe airborne and and so, I you said I think uh, Event Horizon or maybe it was you said came out after late nineties. It was late nineties. Yeah, it was like late nineties. Because there's almost that kind of vibe of like everyone just looking at each other like. You know, almost like a whodunit. Like, one of us could be infected. One of you ready for this? What? Never seen Event Horizon. Oh, it's really good. It's The Shining. It's The Shining meets 2001. I just never... I think when I was a kid, I tried watching it, and, like, I think my parents wouldn't let me. Like, I wanted to watch it just because Sam Neill was in it. Yeah. he's. I was like, dude, this guy from Jurassic Park. I want to see this. Right. No, I don't think you can watch this one. Dude, it's boring. I just never got to it. It's like a psychological thriller. It's sci-fi. I feel like... As far as, like, sci-fi horror, like, I don't know. I can't really, like, I like it better than Alien, but. Better than the original Alien? Which is bold. Yeah. But I'm also a little biased because I'm a Predator fan and I hate Xenomorphs. Gotcha. What's, like, your early 90s pick then? Like, what's your one from. Dude, there's so many. But. 94. You have People Under the Stairs kind of guy? No, I I haven't seen that one. It's on Shudder. I need to watch that. Yeah. I was thinking, uh. Because I was just actually going through Shutter uh, last night. From Dust Till Dawn was that early nineties? Late. That's like ninety seven. Yet. What about in, uh, striking out? You mentioned we had talking about Sam Neill with Event Horizon. Have you guys seen In the Mouth of Madness? Uh uh-uh. uh I think no. that, is that early. To, I I can't remember what year that is. It's like mid. I think like mid nineties. Yeah. Oh, a John Carpenter film. That's really that's a cool mindfuck movie. Predator. Sam Neill is just the guy to go to if you yeah. want some spooky shit. I'll say Predator Two. Yeah. Because it's not really horror, but there's a lot of gore in it. Yeah. When he's stringing up those those gangsters and, like, skin their bodies and just hung them. Like oh, when he's in the bathroom, like, fix themselves. Yeah. And he's, like, screaming. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I mean, I'm not going to get into my whole Predator tangent, but I don't know. That's one I could watch because it's you bloody, like, too. Do you like how they, like, the... the... The one that came out, Prey, how they like tied yeah. into Predator 2? Like... Oh, with the with the flintlock? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I did. I did. Yeah, I thought I that was really cool. Yeah, there's a little bit of continuity. Uh, we got like just a few minutes left, so we need to uh, jump on our big cryptid news of the week. We uh, Oh, yeah, we've been talking about movies this entire time. We had a little Bigfoot sighting. <laughs> oh, what do man. you think? Oh. You're the Bigfoot guy? Where at? This happened in uh, Colorado. I forgot between what to what. It was on a, uh, okay, so I'm going to assume we're going to make a TikTok out of this, so I'm not oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to sit here and just go <laughs> crazy. But uh <clears throat> here we go. So picture this, you're on a train in Colorado and I'm sure we'll have the footage up, you can see the footage later whatever. It's like it's a passenger train 
So it's like maybe you know, like a fun little toury, touristy thing. Yeah, I think it was like one of those. It's kind of like how you can take the Grand Canyon Railroad yeah, around. It's like one of those guys. Yeah. So it's like all you see is you know, it's it's like a picture a giant open hill with just bushes, no trees, and the trains going around it wide like this, and the guys just like kind of filming it as the the trains going. Right? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So you see this thing. And everyone's like, wow, oh my gosh, the elusive creature. And I'm like, yeah, that's it? That's all you got to say? And I was like, okay, first of all, I don't like that, but sure. So then I'm watching, and it looks like, dude, what? It, actually, you know what, before I go into this, what did you? What was the first thing you noticed when you saw it? it his hair was very nice. It's silken. A very, like, it's silky like a Pantene nice. Pro-V commercial. Yeah. Like, he uses herbal essence. Dude, it is like this silken, you know, like that like 70s. Garrett hair. Yeah. yeah. Like, like Peter Frampton. <laughs> like the 70s blonde, literally, literally shiny hair. Vera Fawcett. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, like, like Cousin It, just pure straight down shiny hair. And, and I'm like... like yeah, What's and I'm like, and then like, you know, doing? he's kind of, he takes a few steps, and then he like sits down on his butt, facing the train. But dude, when he sits down, yeah, he like instantly blends in with the mountain. Which is and cool. Like, it's pretty cool. And like, if he was sitting down that whole time, nobody would have no. known it was there. If you blink, you'll lose it yeah. in the second part of the thing. Here comes the problem. <laughs> Oaks. Oaks problem. Dude, oh my God. The suit, you can tell it's a suit. It's nowhere near, like, look. When you see muscles move around in your body and shift around, like, you can't do that in a suit unless it's extremely tight. Sure. You know? And, I mean, even then, from that distance, like, I don't know. Regardless, it's not that close. It's, he's way too clean. Like, there's- What if he just came out of the lake? Like, what if he did? Dude, he would be, like, dreadlocked. Matted. Like, I have a cat that's really- Furry, and if he lived outside, he'd be a mess. Oh my god, outside exactly. Hanging in, hanging in his Dude, you guys all think that Bigfoot takes care of his hair? I don't think so. He's got like because pine needle like combs or sure. something based yeah. on every account yeah. ever. No, not even a little bit. In fact, there is rumors and stories of uh, like ancient times of stone golems, what they called stone golems, which was freaking Bigfoots, but they had such like feet. They, yeah, big feet, whatever, big foot. Oh, they Maybe it's like, like mange. Uh, no, they they you got sap from all the trees, mud, dirt, and and clumps of hair yeah. that uh the people would shoot them with bow and arrows and it couldn't penetrate them because they were so mad oh. with, with sap and mud and they would rub it on themselves so that way they couldn't get hurt by uh, the weapons. Then you know they just walk up and smack the people around. But there is like old legends of what they would call stone golems because they thought they're they were made of stone because of that so i'm like yo this thing is matted stinks like hell and is like running through bushes and twigs and god knows what else yeah. it's a wild animal and and you're gonna tell me that this thing is spotless okay first thing wrong with that second of all it kind of looks like a chewbacca costume it just looks too squarey. It doesn't look like it form fits. Kind of weird. From the holiday special. Yeah. <laughs> then, third thing. This is, as that one jackass said, the most elusive creature. Yeah. Like, yes, it is elusive. Why in the hell? And it zooms out and you can really see. The landscape is like a massive hill meadow. There is not a, yeah. not one tree. Okay. Why does this thing, not only in broad daylight, it's like fucking 11 a.m., this thing walks out, sits down, facing the the bus, or sorry, not the bus, the train. It's like this is a passenger train full of people that probably making a lot of noise. And yet this Bigfoot's like, oh, let me catch that. Let me get up right in the middle, sit down in the field while this passenger train goes by. Dude, that thing would have never even come close to the opening. There's no reason for it to be in that field. If this is the way that Bigfoot behaves, yeah, then we, we would have found him a million so long ago. It's the furthest thing. I mean, you know, knock on someone's door, their pet is going to run away from the door. Yeah. You know, it's like a Bigfoot would be like, no, I'm not going near that train. Yeah, absolutely. I'm too beautiful. Dude, my hair is too low. Maybe at night, maybe. <laughs> yeah, but like, like if this up. one did, he finally, like, this was the first Bigfoot cracked the shampoo code uh-huh. by using the right amount of like berries and things. 
hair's looking good. He's like, you know what? I need to be seen. The metro this hair is too on point. Probably painting his nails. and So he's like, I'm going to go in this meadow and just let these people have Bask. I identify as beautiful. Yeah. You know. BBW, big, beautiful, big, beautiful, Bigfoot. There you go. BBW is something else. Yeah. Right. Buffalo Bill's wing. Bacon Whopper. Yeah. Yeah. The Forest Service has come out and said they don't know. So they're not saying it's fake. So they should have just come out. They're too beautiful, folks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying real. I am I am very surprised though. I figured you would have been like, dude, this is it. Like Oh well I I mean I was when I when I first saw it and I was like Yeah, okay, upon first review, I'm like, if this is real, this is stunning. And then I zoomed in a little and was like, Oh no. You like studied it and everything. Oh dude, I've watched uh, that zipper on so the many... back. <laughs> and I I start seeing it on Instagram, it's blowing up on TikTok, it's going everywhere, and I'm like, dude, come on. And here's another thing I was reading in the comments, they were like, Oh, that's Somebody was like, oh, that's this train and this little tour. Like, I, I did that, you know, this year, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, um, those people are really fun. Like, they like to have fun on their uh, tours. And I was like, mm, yeah. Maybe so they had a It was like fake train guy. robbery. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Like, yeah. like, okay, Tom, yeah, go ahead and walk into the, the meadow. And then he just, like, throws his thing on, walks out in the middle as the train's perfectly passing by. I was like, sus. So they didn't say, like, oh, this happened to me when I was on this trip and it was fake. But they just said, oh, these people like to have fun on their tours. And I was like, hmm. So now I'm thinking it was just totally staged. Sounds like it's way too good, dude. It's way too good. And it's still blurry. It's still shitty, like, with a camera. But still, like. It's like special effects in a movie. Like, you don't want them to be too clean. Like you want them to be kind of obscured and a little like messy because it's you bring that's the way up. real life is. It's a little messy, and that's why or, practically yeah. it works better because it's not agreed. And that's why I like watching things in like standard or even like a VHS because when you see it in Blu-ray, it's too real. Unless yeah, and certain movies do a better job. Like sure. so, sometimes they're like they put a real team on it. Like I have a, a Blu-ray of The Fly that like looks a little odd. It looks like those British like video oh, like problems weird, yeah. where everything just moves too smoothly. Like, but I, I have other Blu-rays that look so much better. Almost like a, yeah. uh, like a soap opera. Like a pan and scan. Like, it just yeah. looks, uh, it's just, yeah. Yeah, I remember but, those. But, like, the Jaws Blu-ray is, like, they went in there and, like, color corrected the skies so it, like, so the sky matches when they're out hunting the shark. And it's, like, those are little changes I don't mind. Yeah. I make those. It's not, like, George Lucas special edition kind of shit. Sure. It's just, like, you want it to be consistent from shot to shot, and I appreciate that. You know, a company like Universal is willing to actually put money into that because they could just get your money. They could just put a steel book out there, not do anything to it. Yeah. You know, so I appreciate it when they actually give us something worth the cash. Uh, uh, Davey Deathray, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me, guys. Well, yeah, yeah it's been great. That. What's that? Where, where can everybody watch you? Oh, you can watch me. So, Davey Deathray on YouTube, pretty easy. On Instagram, mm, Davey Deathray. I'm on Twitter or X or whatever you call it. I still call it Twitter because I'm old. Yep. So Davy Deathray there as well. I just got a TikTok, and I guess Davy oh. Deathray's taken. So I did Davy Deathray '82 because I was born in 1982. What's the Davy Deathray doing on TikTok? Nothing yet. I just oh. got one yesterday, but I figured this is a good place to like you know cut up some stuff from my videos on YouTube to just spread the word to a different audience or maybe yep. reach people that I wouldn't have reached otherwise. Mm-hmm. And then also like you know if I sit down like last night I went and saw When Evil Lurks with my brother and my wife. Um, if, if you guys seen that, no, it's fucking incredible. Ooh. It's this Argentinian possession movie, huh. but it's like. Is that like the poster? The guy's like a, he's like holding an axe. It's like a red. Yeah, it's like a woman holding yeah, an axe yeah. near. So it's this really man. It just the acting is some of the best acting I've ever seen. Wow, it's all in um, Spanish. It's the music is like these cellos, these like stereo cellos that just build the tension. Like when stuff starts mm-hmm. going off, like it just it, you just get to the edge of your seat. Yeah. It's really creative with the way they use the camera, the way they reveal certain things. Like there are brutally horrific things that you see in this film. And they're really creative about how they show you. I'm sold. And so, I mean, it's one of these really cool, like this, there's like an idea that like all major religions have kind of like quieted down, like something happened to where they just sort of went away. And every now and then something that's called a rotten, like an evil spirit infects a person or an animal. 
and you have certain rules about how you handle it. So it's sort of like Evil Dead meets something a bit more realistic. Like they don't take it over the top as much, but it's a similar idea that like, you know, if you shoot the possessed with a gun, it's going to spread the evil. Hmm. So you have to do it with like a religious tool. There are very few of these people that know how to do these things. Uh-huh. Like it, it sets, it's man, the tension. And again, the acting is some of the best I've ever seen. What's, never, never heard of these people. What's it on? Like, where can you find it? Uh, I think it's going to be, so sh- I think Shudder is basically the company that brought it to the United States. It was filmed in Argentina. At least that's what it looks like. Um, all the rest of the credits are in Spanish. Um, so it's in the theater now. I saw it at the Harkins. Oh, it's in Goodyear. Oh. And then I think it's going to be on Shudder by like the 27th of the month. Oh, oh, it's like an hour, 40 right. minutes, man. I, like definitely I'd say the best horror movie I've seen this year so far. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, and I don't really like possession movies other than evil dead. It, yeah. It's like a too. different thing, but like the exorcist, I think it's such a fantastic film. Obviously the original exorcist is great. Other possession movies I've seen since then. I'm sort of like, eh, yeah. that you're all just like the exorcist. Wait, but barbarian came out this year. That was last year. Was it? Yeah. My time is just messed up. I can't get the right years. So. I mean, it's okay. But yeah, so stuff on TikTok. Sorry, I got sidetracked. Like, you know, you go to a movie and you just like let people know what you're about to see and then you cut it together with, hey, there's, these are my initial thoughts and it's just breadcrumbs so maybe they check out your yeah. review and all that kind of stuff. So it's Doing TikTok right. Um, That's I'm, how you do it. I'm just trying to get, you know, more consistent and more involved and um, yeah. I haven't had a drink for about a week now, so I stopped drinking. That's another thing that I, that's been going on in my life. Oh, uh, yeah, dude. Um, I, when I met you guys, I was at a, like a kind of like this pivotal moment. I was like just over 215 pounds in the middle of April. I met you guys on July 10th. I remember the day because it was Mad Monster. Uh, you remember the day uh, you met us? Yeah. I met Dave McRae. I met you guys. <laughs> so a couple things happened that day. I was like, I'm going to start a YouTube channel. I'm going to actually do this thing. My wife was super awesome, and she was like, well, if you're going to do it, then you got to do it. Mm-hmm. And I also decided to become an associate producer on It's Me, Billy, Chapter 2 that Dave McRae is shooting uh, with Bruce Dale. And I, have you guys seen It's Me, Billy, Chapter 1? I haven't seen it. Are you familiar with Black Christmas? Oh, yeah. God, the original been... Bob Clark? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, I've seen it. Have you seen it once? So long. It, yes, it's yeah. really fucking good and really creepy. Yeah. It's your classic slow burn kind of slasher. My wife can't watch it because Billy says stuff on the telephone that is some of the most shocking shit I've ever heard. In yeah. you know, in a, oh. So, Hello. anyways, it's a follow up to that. They're really, you know, they're just hopping down the line about fifty years from the original Black Christmas, and it's a true sequel because they've done two remakes, but they've never done a real sequel to Black Christmas. So, yeah, I know they did the remake, and I'm. I'm just supposed to. I've, I think it was, uh, I don't remember his name, in Behind the Mask, Herschel from The Walking Dead. Yeah. Remember, like, Leslie Vernon's, like, mentor? Mm-hmm. I think he's supposed to be the killer from Black Christmas. He's supposed to be Billy. Yeah. Gotcha. That was, like, the fan, oh. theory, the fan theory, at least. Interesting. And so, yeah, I mean, I you know, with It's Me, Billy, Chapter 1, I really, lo- you know, love the way they shot that film, love following up. Uh, you know, such a, a piece of horror history that's just been kind of left in the past. Mm-hmm. But it influenced Halloween. If you watch it, I highly recommend it. It's a great Christmas time flick. Um, I just, I really, you know, respect what those guys do. So I was like, I'm going to become an associate producer here. I'm going to get more involved in the community. I'm going to do whatever I can to like lift up other people like myself and try to get like filmmakers, at people that I think that are like really talented and doing something for horror that the studios are completely missing out on. You know, like supporting people like Womp Stomp Films and Never Hike Alone, which Never Hike Alone 2, it, you know, probably comes out a few days after or before this is going to be released, but yeah. Friday the 13th here. So, you know, go over to those guys' YouTube channel, watch it for free. It's really cool what they're doing. And so my kid's really psyched to see Never Hike Alone 2. He loves Jason. So, like, I showed him that trailer the other night. He's like, well, is it out? Where can I, where, or can we go see it? I'm like, it's going to be on YouTube. Yeah. It's on YouTube? Like his yeah. brain exploded because like <laughs> yeah. he's a little kid in YouTube, you know. So he's like, "Yeah, I play new Jason movie on YouTube." I'm like, yeah. "Yeah, dude." I didn't it, tell it, him it was like a fan film or anything. I told him like, "Yeah, oh. new Jason." Well, and that's the thing is like, fan film is almost like it's not derogatory, but it's like yeah. you're not really like, like fan film implies that these are people that um, don't necessarily know how to go about it professionally. So right. when you watch something from Womp Stomp, like Dylan's New Nightmare, or when you watch, I consider the, I like the Womp Stomp movies. I consider canon. Like, yeah, well, especially so bringing Tommy yeah. back yeah. for Never Hike Alone, and then bringing Miko back uh, in Dylan's New Nightmare is like yeah. it's it's awesome. Like I hope we get 
a Freddy versus Jason where those guys team up and take both of them on. Yeah. Like, oh. I mean, if, if like if that's where it's leading, that would be really cool. I understand that maybe they want to go and do their own stuff. Um, but yeah, you know, just just trying to get more involved and um, yeah, do whatever I can. So yeah, some big changes when I met you guys. So it's really cool to see you now a couple months down the line and be like, yeah, yeah. Nice. You know, I'm, I'm actually awesome. doing it instead of just talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> I talked about it for like 10 years, so. Good. Dude, that's dope. We need a little positivity. So, uh, yeah, make sure you guys follow Davey Dethray. Thank you for watching ScaredyCast again. Uh, go to ScaredyCast.com so you can see what the hell we're all up to. Uh, this episode of ScaredyCast was brought to you by Sour Apple Gallery in North Glendale, Phoenix area, off the 59th Avenue and the 101. Thank you. It's the best toy shop. It's the best toy shop. Best. You got cards, you got toys, you got games you got all everything there everything and it's the best prices if you got used stuff you can take it in to trade it sell it you get a good stuff on it they're not trying to uh upcharge you like some of these other toy shops around here you know what i mean there's even original art stuff you won't see anywhere else that's right and uh yeah we'll see you guys next time bye take care <laughs>